You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host as always mikey man freddy and joining me as always is the other host of this show uh zach batista zach how are you doing my man doing pretty good i missed the nicknames already i know i i'm i gotta i gotta start coming up with these before we record instead of just trying to do it on the spot because i never here let me let me try again all right joining me as always (laughs) the amazing the wonderful the the suplex kid, Zach Batista. <laughs> I'm too, thank, thank you for the introduction. I, I, these nicknames every week are always, uh, they're, it's like a, a grab bag at a convention. Like, I don't know what I'm going to get for it. And some days I'm like, that's really good. And other days I was like, you know what? Still like it. All right. All right. Uh, I got some good matches this week. I don't know about you. I have one that wasn't as good as I was hoping is. And one that I was, I was very pleased with this match, but I know that it would definitely divide on what people who would like it and who wouldn't like it. Okay, interesting. What do you, what do you mean by that? By that I mean just like just like some people would love it and some people would hate it, or like it's like I mean, I could just go right into it and I could tell I could explain it to you. You know what? Yeah, let's do that. Why don't we? Why don't you just jump right on into it? All right then. Okay, the match that I was just talking about was. Diana Perrazzo versus Madison Eagles in a submission match at Shimmer Ooh, Women's Wrestling. A submission match? Exactly. That's always a fun snip. Mm-hmm. So this match, the best way I can describe it is like watching a duel between two masters of their craft with, uh, in terms of submission. So as a result, the match's pacing is quite slow in comparison to many matches and we're no we're not uh strangers to slow paced matches i've made mikey literally watch two hour-long matches on this on this podcast this is true so like basically the beginning is what you would expect from this type of match since it's a submission match between two well-versed opponents is that they get it's basically a lot of them trying to get a feel of each other trying to like figure out their strengths and weaknesses what like body part they're going to attack for the match so it's a lot of feeling out some holes getting put in here and there, but nothing too concrete. Mm-hmm. So eventually, eventually, though, Eagles does actually get a headlock out of it, and uh, as a result, is able to actually start to work over the left arm of Perazzo, which she will work over for the rest of this match. We then get this really sick-looking submi- submission during this point where, all right, how do I describe this? So Perazzo is basically sitting on the ground, right? Okay. Eagles pulls one of her arms back towards her so that her elbow is now hooked underneath hooked by one of her hands right Mm -hmm. she then puts her leg in between perazzo's shoulder blades uses her other arm to grab the other hand and what she basically does is she puts 
She basically locks both her arms back using her leg to hold her hands together as she's mm-hmm. got her in like this butterfly submission looking hold. Looked really cool and not one something I've ever seen before. And that's kind of like just one of the many holds I've seen in this match that I was like, oh shit, I'm like, that's that's sick. Eventually, okay. Perazzo does actually start to her offense of her own. She uh, gets a Fujiwara on Eagles, and Eagles immediately goes to the rope for a rope break. Because if any of you know uh, the Virtuosa, Perazzo is a fuck is a fiend in the ring when it comes to submitting her opponents. She's yes. dangerous, and Fujiwara is one of the, one of the best at it. Exactly. So this actually that'll actually come into uh, point later, but stay in control. Eagles is actually able to take Perazzo to the ground, starts working over her legs now, specifically her left leg. And at this point, you'll kind of realize that like her her goal is to mainly attack one side of Perazzo's body, like her left arm and her left leg, whereas Perazzo's focusing solely on her left arm with the Fujiwara. And that's a mm-hmm. lot of this match, is that Perazzo just keeps trying to sink in the Fujiwara, and Eagles, like, over this match, gets more and more panicked as she realizes she's getting closer and closer to locking this move in, which will probably make her tap. Okay. So going back to uh, Eagles, she gets a... Oh, man. She gets this nasty-looking Indian Deathlock on Perazzo, which, if any of you don't know, it's basically you kind of tie up your opponent's leg in, like, an Indian, like, a Native American, like, sitting like stance, like, cross-leg, but it's yeah. backwards. And then what she does is, because this move wasn't already nasty-looking enough, she put in a fucking armbar at the same time, so Perazzo was, like, twisted, like, curled upwards Ooh. towards the sky. It looked nasty. Yikes. And I was like, yep, this is about what I expect from a submission match. (laughs) (laughs) Perazzo finally gets out of this and puts a deep headlock in that just absolutely grounds Eagles, despite her best efforts to get up from it. She, like, there's even a point here where (laughs) the moment that um, Perazzo, like, goes for her arm after she locks her legs, like, she has her legs locked and she can't move off the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And the moment she grabs her arms, like, you can see her face immediately go into, like, panic mode, and you hear her voice going, oh, no, oh, no. And she immediately, do- like, just... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> she grabs... <laughs> she grabs... She, like, is, like, literally clawing towards the bottom rope. Perazzo's able to sneakily get the Fujiwara in for, like, a second, but then instantly... Mm-hmm. Um, instantly... Um... Oh no, it's Eagles gets in Perazzo, and Perazzo instantly gets a rope break. So the two of them are very much, like, they take a break after this, and it's very much the two of them have respected each other enough, but now at this point, I think this is when the kitty gloves get off, or get taken off at this point, because, um... Mm -hmm. So they get forced back, Eagles, uh, forces, uh, goes after Perazzo's arm again, and forces her into a corner until she's forced off by the ref. And the moment she walks towards Perazzo, we get our first strike of this match, because there's not been a single strike this entire match up to this point, where Mm -hmm. Perazzo just Decks Eagle in the face with a back elbow. Okay. Perazzo then goes for Fujiwara again, but Eagles punches her in the face and hits her with a German, and then goes right, right back to just uh, then goes uh, back to just aggressively attacking the left leg of Perazzo. She's just kicking it now, dragging her off the ropes whenever she goes for rope break because there's no more respect for when someone grabs a rope break anymore. Fuck that. We've we've left <laughs> no that realm respect. of respect. No more respect for rope breaks these I, days. I always love when you get these types of matches where you know the point where both competitors are like, all right, we respect each other enough. I'm going to beat the shit out of you now. I want to yep. win. Like, we're done. We're done. No, no, no. No more playing games. Eagles then locks in a front guillotine chokehold and then an arm bar immediately afterwards. And a Perazzo does eventually escape it and shoves Eagle off before hitting a Fujiwara arm bar after, uh, through a Hurricane Rana. It's like we're, um... It's like the Dan- Daniel Bryan's yes lock, you know, where he does the full spin around and slams the face first into the ground and just locks in it immediately. 
Mm-hmm. Looked awesome. It was smooth as hell. Sounds awesome. Eagles is able to immediately stop, uh, drag herself to the ropes, and then it... <laughs> she clotheslines Peraza, but the best way I could describe this is it sounds like two cars crashing against each other. Like, it's just impact both immediately down to the ground. Oof. Eagles immediately goes after the left arm and leg of Peraza. This time, just every time Peraza starts to get up, she just elbows the shit out of her back to make sure that she stays down. Mm-hmm. Then we get this cool spot where Eagles is just... Uh, puts Peraza in the corner facing away from her and then continuously spears her lower back. And unfortunately, Jeez. though, she does it too much because she okay. goes for it and Peraza is actually able to just sidestep and throw her as she goes into it. She goes left arm first into the ring post. Oh. Which it's not very good the for The arm her. that's been getting worked on? Yeah, the one that's been being worked over the entire match by Peraza whenever she has a chance to. Yup. Peraza... Then tries to hit a knee on Eagles, but Eagles catches it and throws her to the mat to try to lock in a crossface. But Peraza immediately just grabs her left arm and tugs it forward, and it forces her to let go of it because it's just so hurt that Peraza's actually able to get to flip over on top of her and lock in an armbar again. Uh-huh. This is the point where Eagles selling is really on point because she literally screams, no, 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 as she's just squirming <laughs> around the ring as she's got this armbar pretty much locked in. And Jeez. she is able to escape and by uh, rolling Perazzo out of the hole so that she's on her knees. And then she insegurries her in the face, which uh, leaves them both knocked down. Eagles is mm-hmm. the first to get up on her knees and tries to pick up Perazzo, but is instantly... Perazzo basically gets her in a wrist lock, but slams her left shoulder first into the mat, just further working that arm. Okay. She locks the Fujiwara in, and again, Eagles gets out of it, but like it's very clear that like Eagles... <laughs> She's going to lose if this Fujiwara is locked in at this point now. Yep. Peraza goes to work over her arm again, but Eagles... Oh, I remember this. She socks her in the jaw again. Oof. Locks Peraza in the crossface once again, but she can't really lock it in fully because, again, her arm is damaged this time. she can't. It's just too hard. She can't even hold the thing fully in. <laughs> then, oh, man, Peraza hits like just these forearms to the chest of Eagles, and Eagles just... <laughs> She, I remember this part in this match where she took it, and I, I, it sounded like she growled. She looked at Perazzo, and then she just punched, like, straight up punched the shit out of her left arm. Oh! And then took her up in a fireman's carry position, and then Death Valley drives her into the corner. Yikes. Eagles goes for a kick, but Perazzo ducks it, and it's at this point now that she has made too many mistakes because Perazzo's able to lock in the Fujiwara and... Try as Eagles desperately might to escape this hold. No matter what she does, Peraza just drags her back in the ring, kicks the ropes away from her, just locks it in, and forces Eagles to tap out for the win. Nice. This match is not going to be for everyone because it's very slow. There's a lot, a lot of rest holds here because it's a lot of submission-based wrestling. Mm -hmm. But I love this match because of how... I felt the payoff was good. The selling was great. I love the booking for this. I especially like the little details of Perazzo constantly just attacking one arm and, like, that being the reason she won because she wasn't as spread out as Eagles was. I liked how whenever they didn't do something, whenever they did something non-submission related, they made sure it had impact, oomph to it. Like, it wasn't a wasted moment or, like, a lull in it. It kind of added to it. Mm-hmm. For me, personally, I was torn between giving this a high match to a markout, but I'm going to give it a markout because it's stuck with its guns of a submission match. Like, it didn't, nice. it didn't like, branch off. To, like, they could have obviously thrown in some high-flying spots or, like, a bunch of really heavy hits, but, like, no, they kept it to what this match was. And also, I never see submission matches these days, so it was just, just fun to see something new. 
All right, all right, yeah, a submission match is definitely, I don't think it's something we've ever uh, dove into on this show here. I don't believe so. So it's uh, it's cool to, like you said, it's cool to get a little something new, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so all right. that, let's get let's get into my first match of the, the week here. Right, hit me with it, my body is ready. We have a match from GCW. No, not that GCW. What? Not game not game changer wrestling. Ooh. We have we have GCW Generation Championship Wrestling. Oh sh- okay. Uh and we have Queen Aminata taking okay. on Sahara Sahara Seven for the GCW women's championship. Oh, uh okay. and coming into this, Queen Aminata is the champ. Okay. Uh, so this match is pretty solid. These two, these two definitely delivered on a title match. Like you knew it was for a title. They had the big moments. It had, it had that feet. It had that big fight feel. You know. Mm, I um, feel that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it started off with, of course, the ref checking out uh, both of the competitors to make sure they don't have anything on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which. S- uh, Queen Aminata's like, yeah, fine, go ahead, check me, it's whatever. And then she goes over to check Sahara, and Sahara's like, just starts shaking her ass in the ref's face. <laughs> Sorry, I was drinking water. And, <laughs> okay. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you like that? And the ref like kept like looking back, and he's and there, and she was, and the ref, she was like, a little, and then she and they went back to what she was doing. That's like the uh, the the bit in Simpsons where uh, Smithers is in the corner with the with the strippers doing the lap dance, and he's just holding his hands to his eyes, going like, "Oh yeah. God, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah." So, like I said, this is a title match. Uh, it starts off pretty, pretty like you know, like a basic wrestling match, just like these two uh, exchanging strikes. Uh, it's it, it, it. There's one point where it gets pretty where where you you kind of get the dynamic of this match. When Queen Aminata is like bowing to like show respect to Sahara, mm-hmm. but then like right as she's bowing, Sahara goes to do the same thing and she just smacks her across the face. Ooh! Just Only... to start this, this starts this one off here. <laughs> Only room for one uh, ruler here. Yeah, uh, the two start fighting. Uh, Sahara and uh, Queen Aminata ends up like on the outs because so they start fighting Sahara throws Aminata down and she like scrambles to the corner and like gets out of the ring she's mm-hmm. like I need a break you know <laughs> she like she like so she like walks around the ring a little bit then then she orders one fan to get out of their chair so she can sit oh my god the peasants move the queen is coming through yeah exactly so she she sits down for a second she's like I need a break she's like breathing it she's like taking a breath the ref the ref is counting mhm uh, and then Sahara Seven goes out to chase her, and once she gets like towards like where like right like right before she gets to where the chair is, mm-hmm. Aminata gets up and runs around to the other side of the ring, slides back in, and hits a suicide dive onto Ooh. Sahara. Yeah, Damn. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, so that that suicide dive lets Aminata get control for a little bit of the match. Uh, she has she has uh, Sahara in the corner. Mm-hmm. She throws Sahara. She like throws Sahara down to the second rope, mm-hmm. uh, and then she she gets on the apron and hits her with like a stunner on the second rope. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Seven gets back into it. Uh, she she like escapes a submission hold, mm-hmm. uh, and like 
gets a little bit of momentum. She uh, she's she's in the corner. Uh, Aminata goes to do like a running splash. She dodges it, uh, and then she hits a she dodges it, hits her own like body attack. You know, mm-hmm. like just like just like the the full body tackle in the corner. Yeah, which takes up which makes Aminata take a seated position in the corner. So she backs up, hits her with a hip attack. Backs up again and hits her with like a, a sliding elbow. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. Uh, and there was a point where uh she rolls where Aminata rolls out of the corner out of that and she like gets up on her knees mm-hmm. and Sahara just bounce just bounces off the ropes and hits a, a huge like bicycle knee. Ooh. All right. Like all right. right. Like right to the chin. All right. All right. I'm I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning. You got me. Uh, then, then Aminata is able to get get the upper hand again, lock in a, a submission hold, which looks brutal. I can't. It, it's like hard to describe because the way, the way Savannah Sahara Seven was twisted, looked just so so rough. Oh. <laughs> uh, but Seven is able to escape and hit a famouser on a oh on a Queen Aminata. Uh, which is cool. That that's that's always a move I love seeing. A nice famouser. It's like a, it's one of those like what's the word of here I'm looking for here. Um, it's like it's um so easy to implement in the middle of a match, and it can just be out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Versatile. That's what I was looking for. Yes, yes. Uh, after the famouser, she hits a big DDT. Uh, and instead of pinning, pinning uh, Aminata, she rolls her. She like rolls her to like the corner. Mm-hmm. And she gets up on the uh seven gets up on the top rope and hits a it goes for a splash, but mm-hmm. Aminata rolls out of the way. And she gets up on the top rope, hits a senton, which Ooh. is her finisher. Oh shit. Uh goes for the pin. Seven seven kicks out at two. Oh shit. Uh then after seven kicks out, she rolls up uh Aminata, who kicks out at two as well, but then she's on her knees again. For a, just a just like like a, one of those like side kicks to the head, you mm-hmm. know, like where they kick up like right in the side of the head. Yeah, got got hit with one of those. Uh, yeah. So the queen gets hit with one of those. They fight it out a little bit more mm-hmm. after that. Uh, they're both tired. Uh, the queen is finally able to get uh, Sahara down. Hits that senton again and mm-hmm. ends up winning this match. Nice. Sounds like a great yeah. match. Yeah, it was definitely pretty. It was definitely solid. Like I said, it had that big. It had that title match feel, you know. It's always like, good. Like, you, yeah, like you could tell these two were fighting for something, um, and it, it really added to the match. I'm gonna give it a high meh. Fair it enough. Was, it was very, very. It was very solid. I don't think it, it didn't like pop me that hard in any spot in any particular spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why it's not getting the mark out. But the match was very good. I did enjoy watching it. Uh, these two definitely put on a solid title match for GCW. No, not that GCW. <laughs> <laughs> for right, for right. GCW Generation Championship Wrestling. I like. Uh, it. Yeah. All right. So let's get. Why don't we get to your second match of the week? All right then. So I found. Chris Ridgeway versus okay. Pentagon Jr. at Defy Ooh. Wrestling. Okay. So this, uh, this, um, the video for this actually starts off with this well-done video package, which uh, showcases Ridgeway's journey as a wrestler up until this match with Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Shows how he's like grown up, 
uh, not grown up, how he's like grown as a wrestler, how he's gone against many very well-versed technical wrestlers because he's a catch-type style wrestler. So it's got yep. clips from going against like Zack Sabre Jr., just plenty like super technical wrestlers that like are some of the, if not best wrestlers in the world today. Mm-hmm. It was a nice way that I liked, just a side note. I just liked it. It helped someone like me who get like a quick like couple like 30 second minute long thing that gave me like all right i know this guy is now because i literally going to this match i was like i have no clue who this guy is but i want to see a pentagon jr match so here we are okay so uh it also by the i will say that it also mentions in this package and it's kind of relevant to this match that uh ridgeway does his homework on his opponents quite a bit including mm-hmm. penta whereas penta doesn't really penta doesn't really uh do homework on his opponents he just kind of wrestles them in the moment you know what i mean at least that's how they built this match and it it's pretty evident at the beginning of this match because like so he bridgeway comes in gets a decent amount of applause pentagon comes in he gets this massive ovation i think if i recall correctly this is his like return match to gc uh, to defy after not being Mm -hmm. there for a bit and it's just classic disrespectful penta from the beginning that the crowd loves from him faking the handshake and throwing up the Cerro Miedo sign, to him mm-hmm. taking an obnoxious amount of time to take off his one glove and then throwing it to the ref to do the Cerro Miedo to the to uh, to Ridgeway, the crowd is literally eating out of the palm of his hand at this point. And he goes okay. to do the uh, Cerro, and Ridgeway grabs his hand because he's not. He's like, I'm done with your mind games shit. This is. I'm here to kick you in the face. And he tries to roundhouse kick him, only Sounds for good. Penta to duck it outmaneuver him by kicking him in the stomach uh as mm-hmm. he tr- like so basically the way this worked is he ducked it they kind of run the ropes ridgeway jumps over penta right mm-hmm. and then he tries to do the spot where he like where you jump over your opponent and then you uh kind of roll backwards to run into them again except penta yeah. saw this was coming and, and like mid him like rolling backwards he just kicked him in the stomach Duh. I was like, damn, outplayed sometimes, shit. Sometimes, sometimes the easiest counters are the most effective. Exactly. So, Penta goes at Ridgeway in the corner, and Ridgeway dodges it, and then kicks Penta for a bit before eating a big sling blade from Penta. Ridgeway then rolls out of the ring, and uh, Penta goes for a suicide dive, but uh, oh no, yeah, but he uh, cuts him uh, Penta off with a brutal kick to his face, which sends spit flying from his mouth. Mm-hmm. Penta, what? <laughs> I remember this now. Penta immediately kicks out, right? Or he kicks out, right? He then immediately gets to his knees to taunt Ridgeway, and only for t- Ridgeway just kick him right in the face. <laughs> which I, which got more of a laugh than me than I thought it would. Okay. So Ridgeway then got was in firm control here after he hits a DDT, some kicks, and then some net, and then uh, puts some nasty joint manipulation on the arms of Penta. This is like classic joint manipulation at this point, you know. Kind of like locking his arms up with his feet, pulling the one arm back so that the elbow is sticking up to the sky. Except then we get this, like, really weird thing, which I can't tell if this was, like, a miscommunication from their parts or just it just being, like, Penta just forgot what was supposed to happen. Because before he can stomp on the arm, Penta just kind of rolls out of the hold. And Ridgeway okay. just kind of stood there staring at him, so he just stomps him on the chest again. And I was, I was like, that was, that was weird, but okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Ridgeway then follows it up with an Indian deathlock, which forces Penta to go into the outside. And uh, after withstanding a few more of Ridgeway's kicks, in which I believe he has Penta uh, sitting in a chair and he's just kicking him in the chest with like some yes, uh, Daniel Bryan yes kicks esque moves, Ridgeway mm-hmm. goes to run around and kick him in the face, but uh, Penta hits a super kick on him to regain his control over the match. We then get this um 
weird-ish spot where, like, he picks him up to, like, drop him face first onto the apron, but he instead drops him over the middle rope onto the apron. Not the middle rope, the uh, the bottom rope onto the apron. So it was like this weird modification between uh, dropping your opponent face first from there and garroting them, which okay. looked Yikes. interesting. Didn't look. It sounds a lot more rough the way I'm describing it, but like it didn't didn't look too bad. I've I've definitely mm-hmm. seen worse spots or worse looking spots. I guess the way I put it. Fair. So let's see. Oh, we then get this um this uh, this spot that I like where Penta gets thrown in the corner. He jumps over Ridgeway, who runs at him, and then he as he's jumping over him, he turns around and hits him with a backstabber. Mm-hmm. Which looked great. It was, it was, this is the type of shit I was looking for for the Penta match. I was expecting good super kicks and super lucha esque moves that are buttery smooth. Lucha shit. Lucha, lucha shit. <laughs> so after Ridgeway kicks out at two, there's this. Oh my god, I forgot about this. So Penta, the, the, he kicks out at two, and Penta gets in the ref's face and saying that was three, right? And usually, mm-hmm. like the heel does this, but it's whatever. And like, usually the the wrestler just goes back to beat up their opponent, right? But the crowd was so hot for Penta that they started to chant for him to beat the shit out of the ref for fucking the count up when he didn't fuck the count up because it wasn't three. Mm-hmm. Which I was just like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I've never seen a crowd tell the wrestler to kick the shit out of the ref for the other guy counting, kicking out at two, but okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like, I dig the crowd's energy. The crowd, by the way, in case you can't tell, was, they were really good in this match. Say, it sounds like they were red hot. They were hot as hell, especially for Penta. Mm-hmm. This actually gives Ridgeway funnily enough enough time while he's arguing with the ref that when Penta picks him up, he gets one he gets a one kick in, and from there he just it's kind of like a snowball. He just keeps kicking Penta over and over and over and over and over again, and he goes from the Whoa. middle of the ring to the ropes, and he just keeps kicking him in the chest over and over Jesus again. Jesus Christ. And eventually the ref gets him off, and he's like, he popped off after this. And I was like, damn, he just kicked that man from the middle of the ring to the fucking ropes. Okay. Damn. Penta, though, Penta didn't sell this as much as I was hoping he would, because he immediately, like, got up and shoved him away. Only to get hit with an enziguri, which knocked him to the ground, followed by a German suplex, and then an axe handle kick to the back of the head, which, I might add, the commentator talked the beginning of this match was his finisher, I believe. It's, like, called, like, the axe handle murder or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it off the top of my head right now, but the the announcer didn't sell it. The crowd didn't sell it. So I was stuck there sitting to myself thinking, why did they point out this one move with this big, long name, but it got no reaction from anybody? <laughs> I was like, that's okay. weird. Anywho, I digress. So Ridgeway then gets Penta on the top rope, but as soon as he climbs up himself, oh man, Penta playing possum just kind of slides underneath him, kicks his leg mm-hmm. out, and then double stomps him in the chest while he's hanging onto the top rope. Classic. Damn. Yeah. Definitely sucked for Ridgeway, but... Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so the two then fight back and forth, with Ridgeway wiggling out of a pump handle slam driver by Penta in order to hit a uh, a double stomp on his chest, and then he kicks him in the chest when he gets up again. But uh, as <laughs> he goes to kick him again, Penta catches his foot and then hits the pump handle slam driver, which, by the way, I've seen this move... For some reason, in my last couple of weeks, I've seen this move way more often than I have in the last, like, 20 years I've lived watching wrestling or some shit like that. This move is awesome looking, by the way. You've never seen a pump handle slam driver. I I, I think I have. If you've seen Shingo Takagi fight, uh, that's New Japan. Uh, that's his finisher. Nope. But it, it's a, it's a cool-ass looking move. I love it. 
Uh, anywho, uh, back into the match. So we get some nice classic exchange of strikes between the two, mm-hmm. with it being chops versus kicks. Chops being Penta, kicks being Ridgeway. We then get a... Um, the sequence then ends with a super kick from Penta, a roundhouse kick to Penta from Ridgeway, and then another super kick by Penta into a Canadian Destroyer. And I, I, I pop for that, I won't even lie, but I always pop for that type of shit. We then get a neat mm-hmm. spot where Ridgeway, act- where after Ridgeway kicks out of this, he immediately pops up while Penta's like sitting there like shocked, like, what? And he just pushes him to the ground and locks in a Fujiwara on him. He then forces a Penta to the outside, the two get onto the apron. Uh, and hit each other until uh, Penta... Oh, man. This is the roughest-looking spot of the night, probably. So Penta mm-hmm. and him are beating each other on the apron, like, you know, strike after strike. And then Penta hits his package pile driver onto the apron on Ridgeway, which... Oh, looked really rough-looking from the camera angle that I had. Like, it, it, like it looked... I know he didn't, but it looked like Ridgeway's, like, head ate that fucking mat. But I know he... Because he, he got up after this, and he was fine. I was like, oh, thank God he's fine, but... Jeez, that looked rough. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it. Ridgeway, by the way, somehow kicked out of this, which... Jesus. <laughs> and so Penta's like, that's it. I'm done. I'm super kicking you in the face and I'm killing you right now. But Ridgeway catches his foot as he goes to kick him, transitions it into an ankle lock. Penta then hops on... Is now hop... Gets up on one foot, right? After, like, he... like mm-hmm. he get, And he's... He's, like, backhanding Ridgeway, but it's, like, this really, like light like dead fish backhand to his chest i'm sitting there thinking to myself i feel like this should be a lot harder and more effective looking but okay. i feel like he should, i feel like this should hurt so much more or i feel like this should not be as limp noodle looking as it does but granted he's hopping on one foot and asking a guy to mm-hmm. chop really hard on one foot i guess is quite difficult i can only imagine ah probably exhausted from the crazy match i just had that too <laughs> but any but um not letting this get to them um penta goes for an enziguri with his one good foot Ridgeway ducks it and then grabs the foot that was trying to kick him and puts that in an ankle lock. Mm-hmm. So Penta then actually gets out of it by trying to roll up Ridgeway, and then this leads to the finish where Penta hits three wicked kicks to the face of Ridgeway from a super kick to just straight up kicking him in the face, and then hits the package pile driver again for the win. Uh, damn! All right, sounds awesome. This was a um, this was a pretty good match. I nice. Will, I will say like I like the crowd a lot. The wrestling was good. The match for me was just fine. Like, there were... The thing about this match, though, is that, like, there were parts of this match that kind of took me out of it. Like, there was points in this match where the selling wasn't that great as much or as much as I... As good as I would have liked, especially by Penta. Mm-hmm. Like, there were points when Penta kind of, like, popped up and just acted, like, no-sold after he just got hit with some offense, which looked great. The offense looked great. It's just, I was, like, kind of sitting there thinking to myself, mm, I was kind of hoping for a bit more selling, but okay. And then there were the points in the match I mentioned that were, like, there wasn't. There was like a slight disconnect between the two, where it was like, eh. But... <laughs> so, for that, I think I'm gonna end up giving this match a meh. Okay. I can understand why someone would give it a high meh too, because when the action did get like going and the two of them like everything like clicked, it was a good ass mm. match. Like there were some awesome spots here, but for me, eh, it's fine. Okay. Fair I was. Lo- I'll, I'll be honest. I was kind of hoping this match would blew my socks off a bit more. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But it happens. It's what it, yeah. it is. What it is. All right, Mikey. Okay, hit me with so, this glorious second match. So my second match is a little bit of a preview of something coming up uh, during uh, the collective weekend in Tampa. Ooh, a little preview of a match from uh, our spring break. 
Oh. Four four O's spring break. Oh shit. We got Nick Gage taking on Ricky Shane Page for the GCW Championship oh. from from shit. Beyond Wrestling. Damn, when did this happen? Uh this happened a couple this match this match is has happened a few times, actually. Yeah, Funny enough. That. Uh these two have absolutely put each other through the ringer. And they will uh, probably do so again when hopefully uh hopefully yes. our has Hopefully he loses the title to Gage. I agree. I we let's let's hope let's hope that happens. Let's hope at spring break Nick Gage kicks the absolute living shit out of Ricky Shane Page. We can only hope. So <laughs> since this is Nick Gage versus Ricky Shane Page, this match starts as you probably expect. Uh the bell rings, Nick Gage rushes at Ricky Shane Page, beats him down in the corner, gets him in a seated position, and then Nick Gage immediately leaves the ring, finds a garbage can. <laughs> Brings the garbage can into the ring. Of course. Garbage can is full of thumbtacks. Immediately oh. the ring is covered in thumbtacks. Okay, well, it might as well be labeled a thumbtack match at this point, then. Right off the bat, the ring is covered in thumbtacks. It's like, they're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Some people use thumbtacks as their finisher. Some people just use th- thumbtacks, like, once. Fuck it. It's the whole match no, now. They had they had the entire match in the thumbtacks. God, that must have fucking sucked to take any bump in that shit. Yeah, uh, it was really funny, too, because he, he dumped all the thumbtacks on the ring, and R- RSP gets up, and <laughs> Gage just takes the garbage can and just yeets it at Gage's head. <laughs> <laughs> just takes the garbage can, looks at him, and just like, huh, and just <laughs> dunk. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> Page rolls out of the ring, and then Gage follows him again with the garbage can, does the same thing, just yeets it off his oh head. Oh, my God. Um, and then they fight a little bit on the outside. Mm-hmm. Some of the th- there's like a small pile of thumbtacks from where he tried to get the garbage can in the ring initially, and some spilled out. Okay. So they fight on the outside a little bit, and on the outside, uh, they end up going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, RSP ends up grabbing a handful of thumbtacks. Yeah. And then, ch- and then hitting Gage with a chop with Whoa. the thumbtacks in his hand. Oh no. <laughs> Oh. He just like grabs like a handful. And he just goes, "All right, here we go." Whap! <laughs> God, that shit must have sent thumbtacks flying. Whatever didn't stick in his fucking chest. Yeah, man, there, it was everywhere. There's like, like, a, it looked like, it looked like a, somebody set up a firework and like thumbtacks exploded out. I was gonna say it was like it's like a glitter bomb, but worse somehow. <laughs> but exponentially worse. <laughs> um. Yeah. So after that, of course. uh Gage, th- throughout this match, there is, I think, I want to say three or four different spots where the spot starts off with Gage shoving tacks in RSP's mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, they, they, uh, they get back, they're back in the ring, they're in the corner, and sh- RSP's in, like, a seated position in the turnbuckle, Gage takes a handful of thumbtacks, shoves them in Ricky's mouth. Uh, and he goes to, to like kick him in the feet. He goes to like do like a running like like you know like the, the Zack Ryder kick like yeah. drive by. The um he goes he goes to do that. Yeah. Uh, and as he's coming in, uh, Ricky RSP grabs a handful of thumbtacks off the floor and like throws them at Gage's like right right in his face. Ooh, like a pocket sand kind of thing. Oh my god! But instead, he just throws thumbtacks in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
then uh, Gage takes the the garbage can, sets it up in the corner. He like jams it in the corner, mm-hmm. and then he he grabs RSP. Irish whips him into it. This busts RSP open. Of course. Yeah, he is bl- he is a bloody mess. I don't think Gage gets busted open in this one. I know Ricky does, but I don't know if Gage does. How with all the shit that he seemingly has gone through? Yeah, God no. Damn. Not not a lot happens to to Gage's head in this match. Like it's well, actually that's a lie. Anyway, <laughs> wait, what? Oh man, uh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, so uh, RSP just runs into the trash can, and then. He, they, they fight it out a little bit. RSP gets the upper hand, and he like scoop slams Gage into a pile of thumbtacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which Gage just like gets up. He like he like just he like hit he like hits the thumbtacks, and then he just stands up, and he's like, uh, "What? That's it?" <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, "Yeah, like yeah, of it's course, Nick Gage. That's Nick of Gage. course, of course, that's nothing it's to him." You know? shit. Exactly. Like he just. Like, uh, I can my just dude, hear him in my head yelling that at him. My dude takes a perfect scoop slam into a pile of tacks and just stands up, and his back is just covered in tacks. What was brutal? What a, a, like a, a spot that didn't happen, but I thought would have been brutal if it did happen. Uh, Gage was wearing a shirt. They were both wearing shirts this match, mm-hmm. and Gage at one point, like obviously, his back is like covered in thumbtacks. Yeah, which means that shirt is just like pinned to his back, right? Yeah. I would love. I would have loved to see like RSP just take the shirt and just like rip it off. Oh no! Oh god! Like, oh, that's imagine evil. that didn't that didn't happen. I know, but if it did, that'd I be wish evil. it did because it would have been brutal. But I was like, damn, damn, dude. But yeah, anyway, Gage pops up out of the scoop slam into the tax, uh, hit and then runs up to RSP, hits him with a DDT onto the tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which RSP just has thumbtacks in the top of his head. Oh, uh, RSP has thumbtacks everywhere in this match. Honestly, the match like... starts off. He has he has one like in his ear, like over here. Oh, he has one. He has a bunch in the top of his head. He has some in his arms. There was one. Sh- there was one shot this match where Gage had a bunch of tacks in his arms, mm-hmm. and one was like on like one like the top was like underneath his skin, and it made me like. Ooh. It made oh me physically God. recoil. Bro. I feel like there's a couple of points in this match where fucking Paige is just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not even going to bother with this shit. I'm just going to walk around the whole match like a fucking pincushion. Yeah, and after this DDT, uh, Gage starts to torture RSP a little bit. Oh. Uh, where he, he just starts grabbing singular thumbtacks and just, like, he grabs one thumbtack and he shoves it into Ricky's ear. Ooh. And then he just starts punching. And then he just starts punching it. No. Oh yeah, my man. god! He just like shoves it in, like into his ear and just goes bam, 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 bam. Oh! And then he takes another one, and he gra- and he opens Ricky's mouth, grabs his tongue, and just puts a thumbtack through his tongue. Oh! Oh my, bro! <laughs> oh yeah, man! What the fuck? Yeah, man. After that, uh, while Ricky is pulling the thumbtack out of his tongue, uh. Gage starts yelling to the fans to get him weapons under the ring. Oh my god. Uh, so they do. They throw them two chairs. Bring two chairs into the ring. Uh, Gage, Gage sets them up in, like, like both, like, sitting positions, and they're, mm-hmm. like, at, like this. Like, yeah. they're, like, facing each other, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but they're not, like, together. There's, like, a little bit of space in between them, but they're facing each other. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Uh, uh, it looks like Gage is gonna, like, like try to, like, scoop slam RSP, like, through them, or, like, mm-hmm. do something RSP through them, but then he fights out of it, and then RS, and then they both end up standing on top of the two chairs. Okay. RSP gets Gage, like, up, ups, like, upside down, almost like a tombstone. Okay. But then he puts him on his shoulder, and he just hits him with, like, a, like, I think it was, like, a, a sidewalk slam. Just oh, through the, just no. through the chair. Just oh, through both, through both of the chairs. Oh. Yeah, dude. Sounds awesome. Yeah, hits him with it right through both of the chairs. And again, the ring is covered in tack, so every yeah. move they hit, every single move they hit, they're landing in tacks. I can only imagine how much that hurt. Yeah, uh, after that big move, uh, RSP goes up to the top rope with Nick Gage down, mm-hmm. uh, and he goes for a senton onto Gage. Gage rolls out of the way, <laughs> and RSP, from the top rope, oh, no. lands in a lands on a giant, on, like, the biggest pile of thumbtacks. Oh, God. Yeah, that was brutal. Oh, Jesus, man. Uh... After that, after like after he gets up from that senton and being like, "Oh God, this hurts so bad," uh, him and Gage have like a little put back and forth with punches, mm-hmm. and then RSP ends up hitting Gage with the choke breaker. Oh, to which Gage no sells. Oh. Goes are he goes are you fucking kidding me? And he hits his own choke breaker <laughs> and wins the match. Oh my God, are you fucking? <laughs> And he wins the match with his own choke breaker after just no selling a choke breaker from RSP. Damn, dude. Match sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> this match was pretty cool. This match was just like two guys rolling around in thumbtacks for like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like how just like the random little brutal spots is what really got me, you know? Like the. Oh yeah, what what got me? Like I could take all, I could take them getting slammed in the thumbtacks. I could take like all the move, like the DDTs and all the moves and things through the chair. But what gets me is the small stuff, the small slow stuff. Like when Gage was like, "I'm just gonna take this one singular thumbtack and just shove it into your ear." It's like, oh yeah, it's like tch. you said torture. I was like, oh, how bad could it possibly be? And then you described it, and I was like, Jesus God, that's torture. Or the thumbtack just like going through, just putting the thumbtack through his tongue. I don't. And then we get a we get a shot of Ricky like, eh, and like Ugh. pulling the thumbtack out of his tongue. I paid your fucking madman for taking that willingly. Yeah, and there was of course, uh, like I said, there was like three or four spots where he just puts the thumbtacks in RSP's mouth and just hits him with a move. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the one. There was like a one where he actually hits that drive by move he tried to do the first time, but then RSP was like pocket sand, pocket sand. Uh. There was a couple times where he hit that successfully, and it's just with a, just all t- thumbtacks in Paige's mouth. Uh, yeah, this match was solid. I I hope this is the outcome at uh our spring on our spring break. I would like that uh, too. Yeah, it, on RSP's spring break, RSP and four four zero spring break. No, no longer Joey Janela's. Absolute travesty. Ab- absolute travesty. The clusterfuck was canceled. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, doing that was smart. Because 
I, actually, no, I can't say that because I was gonna say it's probably way harder to get wrestlers for the the clusterfuck with you know everything. Yeah, but we went we went to the collective in October and they had a clusterfuck and it was fine. This is true. Anyway, that's a little off on a tangent, but this match was awesome. Uh, I'm not gonna give it the mark out. Okay, I'm gonna give it a a high meh. There was there were spots. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two put each other through a lot, but it was mostly thumbtack spots. Gotcha. They basically were like, "We're doing thumbtack spots, and if you don't like it, then you're not gonna like the rest." Yeah, of and, the then, and then and then there was that like one chair spot and a couple of the the garbage can things, you know. But mm-hmm. like, otherwise, it was like it was pretty good. I'm not gonna say it was fine because fine is too is not enough. But markouts but, too much. But markouts too much. Yeah. So I'm going to give it the high meh. It was pretty good. I did like it a lot. Uh, and I can't wait to see these two go at it again uh, come come two weeks in, in Tampa. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. So that's my second match. Uh, let, why don't we go into the one we both took a look at this Ooh, week? Ooh, I was excited for this one. Because uh, I, I heard very good things about this match. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, so we got Raylin. Taking on Kylan King from Mission Pro Wrestling. Which is. Uh, and before we get into this match, before we get into anything about this about the wrestling of this match, mm-hmm. I just want to take a quick, just so we don't get distracted by it later. Oh, I was I wanna, hoping you'd I do wanna this. get. I want to get this out of the way now. Thunder Rosa on commentary was absolutely bonkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was. The commentary is <laughs> so. <laughs> The commentary of this match is Holly Dead and Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa because she owns the place. She owns the the promotion. Holly Dead because she's her friend. This commentary for me was so 50 50 because there were. I loved how much. I didn't energy. know. Was it Holly Dead? I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was just. Yeah. I thought it was Thunder Rosa and like some other person. I could I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly certain it's Holly Dead. I've, her, I've heard her voice enough with her matches that I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Holly Dead. But I, really? I, I, I digress. Yeah, because the way they're playing off of each other. I think she called her the, a sister at one point. Might the be best. The 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 best was the fact that Thunder Rosa just kept making like random TikTok references. Re- oh, were they TikTok? I didn't get any there was, of them. Yeah, I was an old a lot man of the, in that. I she was, was like, making what? she was making a lot of TikTok references that yeah. I was I was picking up on that were like I was like wow okay <laughs> like these two had so much energy and just passion for wrestling. That like there were points in this match and, where I was and like, Thunder Rosa had a lot of passion for tacos at once. Yes, point. apparently tacos too. Fire. She wanted some. She kept asking somebody to like DoorDash her tacos. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, cash at you. Somebody just get me tacos. Bring me money so I can buy them myself." The, it like, like it's fifty uh, fifty because at some points for me this commentary enhanced the match and I was like, "Oh, nice." And at other points it just it it distracted me because I was like, "I'm like, what is she talking about now?" I feel like she was I like I I like I don't know if she was or wasn't. I'm not here. To, I'm not here to to make to make 100 percent claims, but it sounded like she might have been a touch drunk. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? But it was either match, way. It was fun. She it was is fun. all over the place. Holly Dead does her best to keep the conversation on on uh, what's on topic. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, on topic. Yeah, the other the the other commentator. The other commentator. I'm, I'm not, fairly I'm not, certain it's it, but we're fairly certain. But just in case, just in case if it's not, and if you are in Holly Dead, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's get into the this match now. All right. Now, now that we now that we got that that tangent out of the way. Yes. <laughs> All right. 
beginning of this match is like just some good old-fashioned well-executed wrestling between both yes these two like some it's very solid sequences yeah. holds reversals chain wrestling if you watch wrestling you know the drill mm-hmm. and i was very impressed i i've seen like a couple of kylan king matches and she's really improved herself over the past couple of months that she's been wrestling especially with AEW. from that point on i've never seen ray lynn but apparently she's i think she's also done AEW stuff you know what's funny in the in the match i watched earlier the uh, Queen Aminata and mm-hmm. uh, Sahara Seven. Yeah, uh, they mentioned that earlier in the night, uh, Ray Lynn had a match, and I was like, "Huh, what a coincidence!" Huh. <laughs> Who knew? But um, yeah, these two, it's just really good. There's um, eventually though, King does take over because King is taller and stronger than Lynn, so she shoulder tackles her to the mat. Mm-hmm. We get this nice sequence where uh, King just beats Lynn up in the corner, Irish whips her to the other corner, and then. Lays on the ground so that when Lynn instinctively, tr- or yeah, Lynn tries to run towards her, she just trips over her. <laughs> I was like, the best, the best is when it, on commentary they're like, that rarely ever actually just works. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh shit, drop she downs just... you don't actually usually trip somebody, even though that's what they're meant to do. Yeah, but hey, he's just like, all right, we're just gonna take some notes here. That might that works sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that does work. <laughs> mm-hmm. The two go back and forth, and they get so they eventually they catch their breath here, and then we get this this test of strength sequence where Lynn surprisingly beats King in this. I was like sitting there like, oh, she's going to lose. Cause you know, King's not going to take mm-hmm. her seriously. Cause she beat her. And then she just pins King to the map by her hands. And I was like, oh yeah. shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just going here. The bear quickly. It's, it's the classic put takes one arm down, puts both down pins. Nope. Pulls one, one arm, arm goes up. up. Yeah. Put, use bridges to keep herself up, jumps up, double knees to knocks her back to the ground. Mm-hmm. I love how after this we got this really oh I love the sequence after this though where um King oh where pushed, they start trading monkey flips yeah when King pushed Lynn up onto her feet turned it into a monkey flip didn't let her hands go and then the two of them just started rolling each other up yeah and then and then uh who hit the first monkey flip Ray I, I think be- Ray did I, I believe that the first monkey flip went to King because King flipped her back got her up onto her feet and then did the monkey flip to her onto her back and then she kept her hands hold of her hands. And then they rolled around a little bit, yes. and Ray hit her own monkey mm-hmm. flip. Yes. I, I remember going out thinking, damn, that was that was awesome. That mm-hmm. was... Yeah, that was that was a really cool sequence. And then, they, like, like I said, the, the trading monkey flips, the trading pin attempts, it was all really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, though, King does end up in the corner, uh, end up in control with a headlock on Lynn for a bit until Lynn throws her into the corner and nails a couple of really good-looking strikes on King, in my, uh, from what I've seen. She then hits a mm-hmm. snapmare and then puts her in a stretch. King is then sent onto the apron, and after, um, <laughs> so then she, if I recall correctly, um, she tries to speak, uh, tries to, uh, she spears Lynn in the gut, tries to kick her in the head, commentary I remember at this point was really, it was like, oh, is she gonna try to just punt her in the face? She misses, mm-hmm. and then Lynn hits a jawbreaker on her via the top rope to send her to the outside. They brawl yes. on the outside, King eventually gets control with some hard-hitting chops to Lynn's chest. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, if I recall correctly, she dumps her into the inside, into the ring, puts Lynn in a dragon sleeper, but Lynn gets out of it by kneeing her in the face, which I was like sitting thinking to myself, why don't, well, I've never seen someone do that before, but that's, yeah, that's logical. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Lynn makes what I wrote here as a shortly lived comeback with a bunch of strikes on King until <laughs> King just tackles her to the ground and puts her in a ring of Saturn. Yep. <laughs> Lynn gets out of it. And there's this great, oh, I love this spot. There's this great spot where um, Lynn gets a wrist lock on King, brutally, and then just just 
brutally kicks the shit out of King's leg until she kicks her so hard she knocks her leg out from underneath her and then puts her in a figure four. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. I was like, That's, that looked awesome. There was one spot I wanted to bring up. I don't know if it if it happened yet or if it was earlier and we missed you, it. You let me know. I'll, I have notes. Uh, written. You know me. I write all my notes. I've but got... there was there was one point where I believe, uh, kill it. Uh, Kylin was on the outside, mm-hmm. and Ray was on the inside of the ring. And Ray goes to like hit like a like one of those like through the ropes drop kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, Kylin mm-hmm. dodges it. And like when she let, and then like when Ray lands, Kylan just like perfectly on target at like the exact perfect moment of her landing, just nails a super kick. Oh yes, I do remember this actually because it was just after the jawbreaker because she went for a wrecking ball drop kick, and then King kicked her in the face, and that's how King gets control of it on the outside. If I recall, yeah, correctly. she like she like sidesteps. Mm-hmm. Ray like continues through, lands on the floor, and then as soon as she lands on the floor, Kylan's like bang, bang, gotcha. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that that was good. Like there there's a lot of really like just everything in this match is well executed. Like I yes. was I was pleasantly surprised and happy with how well executed they did this. Mm-hmm. Let's see, uh the two then uh after she kicks out King's leg, they wallop each other with forearms and then chops and then forearms again. And Lynn comes out by kicking uh King in the head, which I believe Rosa and the other commentators say they have both taken this kick to the face and it is it dazes you if you get hit with it. Yeah, I I actually like when wrestlers like are commentators because like they could throw out those like, oh yeah that that definitely sucks. Don't want to be dealing with that. Oh, you should mm-hmm. probably have countered that. Just like you yeah, know, it's, exactly. It's, and it's like a fun bit of insight. Yeah, it's another like it's a layer, an, an additional layer to the commentary. Yes. So then, uh, oh my god, I remember King gets like Lynn with the fanciest roll up I've ever seen after this, <laughs> where it's like a drop toe hold which she blocks, uses her other mm-hmm. arm to hook Lynn's like behind her knee. So that she falls to the ground, and then she rolls her over, and then on top of her. Yes. And I remember commentary was also like, well, that was the most... <laughs> that was the most uh, extra steps I've ever... Extra roll-up I've ever seen, but okay. <laughs> but it worked. But it worked. Ah, uh, yeah. Lynn then uh, kicks the kicks, and the Meteor, I believe, is next? Uh, yeah. I was. There's a spot I have written down here where just Lynn hits, like, uh, like basically a, an RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. I, um... She gets King of the Top Rope, hits her, headbutts her off of it. I think it's the point where Thunder Rosa starts talking about tacos. She goes for yeah. a crossbody. Lynn thro- uh, King catches her, puts her in a fallaway slam, and then goes for her finisher, but gets hit with the RKO out of nowhere. Yes, gets hit with the cutter out of. I think I think even on commentary they called it like out of nowhere. Yep, they did. You never expect it. Never see it coming. Nope. That's why I love the cutter as a finisher. It's just so sick. It's just like it's just bam, literally like bam. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I love finishers that, like, can be, like, just out of nowhere or, like, have really creative uses on how you can do it in de- various matches. Yeah, it's like this, like, the sweet chin, like, the super kick or the sweet chin music. Oh. It's... Always a good one for me. Mm-hmm. That, that can get hit from literally anywhere. Like, some of my favorite super kicks is, like, the one where Shelton Benjamin with the springboard and he gets oh, caught in the air. My, my favorite, my favorite super kick of all time is during the North American title ladder match mm-hmm. where Adam Cole oh, just absolutely super kicks the shit out of everybody mm-hmm. and then Ricochet goes from the, tries to get a springboard from the top rope mm-hmm. and Cole just nails him and Ricochet just like stiffens up and just 
drops. I was gonna say, I feel like I remember this because I feel like Ricochet went for some flippy shit and he kicked him in the face midair and he just hit the ground and it was dead. Oh, that was another one. That was when Ricochet went for the springboard moonsault and Cole oh, hit a, a hit, Cole hit the super kick while Ricochet was upside down. I remember when that happened. I popped the fuck off. I was like, oh my god, he murdered him. He's yeah. dead. But no, that, that ladder match one because Ricochet just like comes off the top rope. But, like, as he comes down, he just lands perfectly into Cole's superkick, and Ricochet just, like, stiffens up like a board and just... Like, it was so good-looking. It really was. Speaking of kicks, there is one last sequence I do want to talk about before we get to the finish of this match, where um, there was, like, this action fight scene-esque sequence where Lin tries to roundhouse kick King. King ducks it. Lynn goes to punch her, but she kicks her arm so hard back that she spins around, and then she gets kicked square in the face. It's it's really smooth looking. And I remember thinking, "Damn, that was that was some John Woo shit right there." What the fuck? Yeah, like whoa, that was hot. That, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was sweet. That was awesome. Then King swings swings Lynn around, and then hits her with a shotgun drop kick in the corner after she lets her go. And then we get to the finish where King goes for a finisher. Lynn tries to counter with a roll up. King sees it stops and pulls her up by her hair and then hits her with a backdrop inverted DDT for the win. We also we also didn't mention the the fact that at one point in this match Kylin does like the Cesaro swing. Yes, I think I just said Ray that Lynn. right now. It's the Ren I said she swings her. Yeah, it's it's a straight it's a full on Cesaro swing. Like this isn't like it, it, what is it she does like 10, 10 of them. Yeah, she does 10. The because the crowd counts to 10, she stops her at 10. And I remember this is when Thunderosa was like if you eat ta- was like if I eat tacos I would be vomiting and then and then the other commentary is like, if you eat tacos before a wrestling match, you deserve whatever happens to you in that match. <laughs> and as someone who's run 5Ks and has eaten right before a race, you absolutely do deserve all the pain you get if you think that you should eat before running a race. It's, it Damn. is pain. <laughs> it is pain and suffering. Damn, okay. Uh, yeah, but like, like you said, this match ends when Kylan hits like the face buster. Mm-hmm. I was really, uh, really impressed with this match. match. Yeah, like, this I, match was really solid. Like, damn. For two competitors that I've only seen one of, one I've only seen of a good, a decent amount, and like she was pretty good in the one match I saw. To now, like, great fucking job, you two. Yeah, this match was this match was great. I liked it a lot. What would you give it, Mikey? I think I'm sticking with the high mat here. I was torn because I the way I've put this in my head is this is a very like this match in terms of spots doesn't do anything too crazy. Like it's all kind of with like a normal wrestling match, which you would expect. Mm-hmm. But it's just the, how well executed it was. It's got me like going like I kind of want to give it the mark out, but I think I'm gonna stick with you on the high meh here. Yeah, I, wish... I think it was it was really really good, mm-hmm. but I still don't think it had it crossed that threshold. For I think me. if it had like a bu- a couple more like more distinct spots or more things that like kind of stuck out a bit more, maybe if they gave them a bit more time or like a, maybe a match stipulation to give them some more stuff to work with. Mm-hmm. This match would get a mark out for me, but like these two have great chemistry together, and if they, I would be. Happy to see a match between these two again. Oh yeah, these these two could easily pull off a mark a match. Easily. These that's two absolutely did amazing. That's like, what I'm like, getting. These two did here. amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm getting. Guys, I'm like I definitely see mark out potential in these two for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. These two absolutely have the potential to put on an amazing, amazing wrestling match that is like unforgettable. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see them do it one day. <laughs> yes, please, please. All right, well, that, that wraps it up for all of our matches this week, so that just leaves us with the Double Down. The Double Down. This is the segment of the show where me and Zach flashback to last week, and we uh, 
watch matches from each other's perspectives. Uh, who started off in the double down last week, Zach? I believe you did. All right, so why don't you kick us off with your with the match I gave you to watch? You gave me for this week Solo Darling versus Still Life with Apricot and Pears, though that is their old name. Is they she is now known as Edith Surreal at Respect mm-hmm. Women's Wrestling. Yes. I'm going to go right off the bat. You were not kidding. This match sounds and looks like it was recorded off of somebody's TV screen. God, the yeah, it camera looks, work was, it looks really bad. ass. And the audio lagged, like, just barely by, like, a second or two. So, like, there were I literally had the commentators spoiling spots, like, yeah, seconds they before, the spots they happened. before they and happened. I was just yeah. like, I was like, okay, all right. And like it was like every time it was like the the commentators were like, oh, and she kicks out at two. Meanwhile, nobody got pinned yet. Yeah, I was like, listening. I was like, but but she hasn't been pinned yet. And then 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 surreal kicks out. I'm like, the fuck? It's like wait, wait. <laughs> that was when I realized like something's off here. Hold on, no one's got pinned. Yeah. But um, going off of <laughs> on that note, I actually thought the chain wrestling at the start of this match was great. I really yeah, like the uh, the wrestling in this match was good. Fantastic. The production of the production of this match was not. Oh yeah, like it was. I, I've already described it. It's rough if you watch. If you end up do. If you end up watching this match, like it's it's rough. But like on the side note, the wrestling go- is great. It's rough. It's rough, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the chain wrestling at the start, especially the spot where so um so surreal has Darling's legs tied up in like um and she's all frustrated, right? So in response, uh, Darling uh, throws Surreal down to the mat and keeps a hold of her hands, rolls mm-hmm. through and puts her on like a um, a modified surfboard. Nice. And then the two of them kind of start like yep. flipping around on each other and like exchanging holds and like kind of amping up the pressure on it. It's just a fun spot that was just like, I, I just liked it. It's just simple storytelling of how the two, the match is kind of ramping up a bit. Mm-hmm. And you could tell that like Surreal was kind of playing with her opponent a bit more than Darling was as Darling was getting more and more not, I'm not gonna say I'm mad, but more so frustrated at the as the mm-hmm. match went further on. Like, uh, like God damn it! Like when Surreal would like do like the little like dainty like wave to her when she knocked yeah. her down. Yeah, or would like get out of a submission hold and like have like a little taunt. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, um, like I just really enjoyed how like they also kept up this attitude, this match of like anything you can do, I can do better. Like every yes. time, like I love that aspect of this match because they stuck with it the whole time. It was mm-hmm. great. It just showed off because each time that each one re- executed it, it was smooth. It was well done. It was just good. Like I enjoyed it quite a bit. I loved. Uh, side note: I loved Darling's tornado uh, DDT suplexes. Yeah, right. It's just a unique spin to an already fun-looking move, and I just love it. Like that's that's like the shit that like I see where I'm like, that's a good modification on a move. That's yeah, just... it, it's super cool. Uh, I also really like the uh, the tree of woe cannonball into the legs of Darling spot that uh, Surreal had on uh, in this match. Yeah, just because, because... <laughs> because Darling's too short. She's too short, and it also, for me, at least, showed off just how when how like just how when Surreal is fighting, she is just like like a work of art. Is just so creative in how she dismantles her opponents, and it's mm-hmm. awesome when you see something like that because it really like Agreed. you know. Uh, on a side note, by the way, the spot after this where even though Darling's legs were too small so she couldn't actually get them wrapped up in the ropes entirely, I'm pretty sure, unless she mm-hmm. could get it, where Surreal, like, kicks out her knee. Uh, Surreal did this before in the match that I rated a miss out because of the garbage crowd. 
where uh, garbage crowd. I love this the, spot. I think it's it was great. Awkward. It's simple. It looks devastatingly artistic. I, I love it. It's like just some art shit. Like it's like so it's like watching like someone make a statue basically before dismantling it. Yes. Uh, there are also some fun spots I enjoy because the later half of this match basically definitely takes a more fun approach to it, which I liked a lot. It was a nice breakup from the uh, the chain wrestling we had, even though I would have loved to see them just kick the shit out of each other some more. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, the ring rolling spot where Surreal just kept trying to roll out of the ring, but gets caught by Darling the second time, and she's like, no, no, no. You're not doing that to me again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love the, um, the shotgun dropkick spot where Surreal jumped over Darling's and then just wildly dro- uh, missed her dropkick because Darling just ducked underneath it. I laughed harder mm-hmm. at that than I thought I was going to, to be honest. <laughs> And then I like how they had the stalemate with each other's legs, and the crowd and the ref had to, like, convince them to drop their legs at the same time. Only for them to just kick each other in the face immediately afterwards. Yes. That was just, like, just, like, like this match, like, by the end, I was like, this is fun. I'm like, this is a fun-ass match. This is fun. This is fun. I also really like, by the way, how Darling was selling her match, her leg, throughout the whole match. Well, I, I switched the two words. Um... I liked seeing her limping across the ring because, like, you know, like I, like I indicated before, I really like when wrestlers remember to sell. It, it's just, like, another layer of just realism to it, even though wrestling isn't... It's not fake, but it's not, like, a, like a real combat sport. But it's nice mm-hmm. when wrestlers remember that because, it, like, it adds another flavor and, like, another layer to it of my enjoyment. So, I'll buzz yes. on that. Overall, this match was just fun. Though, I will say, it didn't... I was a little sad this match didn't have me give him, like leave me feeling like the high mad to mark out range as much really? as I was hoping it would. Yeah, it didn't have me as much. I don't know. By the time I finished this match, I was like, hmm. I'm like, that was good. I enjoyed this one a lot. I know. I, I, you enjoyed this one a lot, and I remember finishing it being like, huh. I'm like, I, I wish I'd enjoyed that more. Hey, man. You can't I, help that yeah, you feel, right? I'm going to give the match a math, but like, honestly, like the, like, the match... It's a good match. I don't know. It's just my feeling just left me on that, and I was I was surprised in that. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I was kind of hoping for um, maybe I was hoping for more of like the first half of the match. Yeah. Okay. More more like technical stuff. Yeah, but granted, you know me, I like my fun stuff, but I also really like my my stiff technical wrestling. True. True. It's like that's the Ryan half of me speaking. <laughs> I literally had half you and half Ryan. I had the Ryan half the first half of the match and the Mikey half the second half of the match. I'm like, this is just fun. I'm like, this is just a this fun is time. Fun. This is fun. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into the match you gave me. Uh, what did I give you again? You you gave me AR Fox versus uh, Tetsuya Naito from Glory Pro. Ah, yes, this match. This match was really solid. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I like how when I, I like the Naito taking off the suit slowly. <laughs> I love that shit so much. And the crowd getting excited when the pants are going down, and he's like, "Come on, really?" <laughs> and then he plays into it where he just like rips them off, and the crowd's like, "Yeah!" yeah. <laughs> I just I, I love all that whole time. Fox is literally like just sitting there in his gear already ready. Like, come on, man! Like, what the fuck? Come yeah. on! I, I like how I I. I Fox played the heel in this match pretty well, also. I think this is, like, the second or third time I've walked into the... I think I've only seen one face AR Fox match, and every other match I've seen is a heel AR Fox somehow. I think the... Yeah, I think the... I've seen AR Fox face when he went against JT Dunn. I think you're right about that, yeah. Um... But yeah, anyway, AR Fox uh, playing the heel in this matchup. He, he There's one point where he uses the ref as a shield against Naito. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, he 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 just he just does some heel stuff here and there throughout the whole match, and you could tell that they they got the dynamic down in this one. Yeah, exactly. He killed the vibe, so he is the heel. He killed the vibe. He killed he killed the tranquilo vibe. I think it was tranquilo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there were some cool spots in this match, like the corkscrew suplex from Fox, the mm-hmm. coast to coast to Naito while he's standing outside the ring. That then into like that kick flip moonsault where he like oh kicks off where he like kicks off the turnbuckle. That was like that was for me. I was like I didn't get to see low main, but that 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 will do. That was peak yeah. Fox right there. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, the springboard cutter into the four fifty. That's another good really good too, one. Yeah. Uh, them fighting on the apron, and then Naito just spitting right in Fox's face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Naito hit that neckbreaker onto Fox, where oh. he like has him in the neckbreaker, and he like jumps off the apron and just slams Fox into the apron. Mm-hmm. Was sweet. Uh, the Poison Rana from Naito, where they're having a nice big sequence. Fucking popped me so hard. And Naito gets behind him and hits a Poison Rana, which was nutty. Um, But yeah, like, like I said, there's a lot of really cool spots in this match. These two... Had these two worked well together, mm-hmm. uh, and I think this match kind of flowed really well. Uh, the pacing of it was good. Naito got to be his like tranquilo self here and there, you know, do like the poses. He did. He got cocky. Mm-hmm. Ar Fox played the heel pretty well. He got to do his high flying shit. So everyone got their shit in, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, uh, Naito ends up winning uh, with the Destino, which I was not expecting. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Ar Fox was gonna win this match for sure. That's I've I've been there. where, like after a week of after like the last week of I'm literally watching the match and I'm like I don't remember the finish of this match and then it happens and I'm like oh shit I forgot. Yeah yeah. Naito wins with the Destino. I thought for sure Ar Fox was gonna win, uh, but he did not. Mm. Uh, and Naito ends up coming out on top. This match was solid. I really liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Every all the spots were good. All the spots were cool. Uh, I give it a high meh. Yeah, I think I gave it the high met too when I finished it. Yeah, it was definitely just a solid matchup between these two. Very solid, uh, and it's excited. It's exciting to see Naito wrestle because, for me, for for me, New Japan stars are like this weird like legend of like I've heard they're amazing and I've heard so many good things about them, but I've never seen it for myself. You know, same. It's like it's like it's like people constantly telling me about like the Bigfoot sightings they've had, and I'm like, yeah, that's 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 neat. But, like I've never seen Bigfoot. Yeah, you know. That's... Yeah, that's uh, that's that's like me with like that's me with a lot of the actually that's a really good way of pointing it. Like for me, like Okada, it's a big one that I'm like I've never seen an Okada match, but like if I look at if I see to watch Kenny Omega match one day, that's how Kenny Omega match. That's how Kenny Omega was to me for a long the longest time until AEW came around, uh, and now all of a sudden I'm seeing Kenny Omega on my TV every week, and it's like again, it's like it's like Bigfoot got his own weekly TV show. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like Kenny Omega to me went from, like, this, like, god of pro wrestling who I've never experienced to, like, this person who's now on my TV every single Wednesday night, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, wild to, <laughs> to even think about that. Um, and N- Naito's, like, like I said, Naito's, like, one of those people where it's, like, I haven't really seen Naito wrestle that much. I've seen maybe, this is maybe, like, my second Naito match ever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I I like this match a good amount. This is like I think like I said I think this was my first Naito match, mm-hmm. and I was like like I said Ryan's like in the background molding, probably being like yeah. I would give you both a good Naito match. Just give me like five minutes. <laughs> let me go find some. Let me go dig something up. Oh man. Uh yeah, I give this one the high man. It was solid. I liked it. Uh, these two put on a solid show. Uh, and that 
I believe wraps it up for the show this week. We all went through our matches. We we went through the double down. So now it is time for the plugs. Uh, go check out our YouTube. Go go check out the website countoutpod.com where you can find out everything you need to know about this uh, about this this podcast network and all the people involved with it. Uh, you can go check out Hit the Books every Friday here on the network where me and Ryan Knightsey book our own version of Raw and SmackDown and all the pay per views. We have WrestleMania coming up, so you don't want to miss out. Go go hop on right now. Go subscribe if you aren't already. Uh, to the hit the books feed and go leave go leave all of the the, the, the podcasts here on the Counter Network a five star review over on iTunes. We truly would would appreciate that if you gave us a, a five star review and left us another review in the comments telling us how we're doing. We'd love to hear from you guys, see how we're doing, see what we can improve, uh, see what you like, stuff like that. You know, it, uh, all, audience feedback is always our favorite thing. And mm-hmm. if if you want to give us and if you want to. Talk to us directly. Twitter is the best place to do that. Go check us out at CountOutPod over on Twitter where we share our thoughts on the world of wrestling and the world in general. If you want to hang out with us, that's usually the place we're at, uh, mostly. So yeah, um, go check out the other shows here on the CountOut Network, How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling every every Thursday, and uh, Your Dose of Death every Tuesday. Go check those out wherever you get your fine podcasts. And I think that about wraps it up for the plugs, unless you got anything, Zach. I I never have anything. One of these days, though, when I hit you with it, it's gonna be. For the <laughs> One of these days, you're great. gonna say yes to Mike. You're gonna be like, "Yep, I have something," and I'm gonna be like, "Wait, what?" Or you're gonna like continue for a second and be like, "Oh wait, hold on." Wait, yeah, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with all those out of the way, that leaves me with one more thing to say, and that is to remember: there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs> This has been a Count Out Podcast.